Hello, and welcome back to Overbooked, a podcast for stories. I am your host, Caroline Hansen. Today's episode is all about my best reads of 2023, more specifically my top five. Do you guys understand how hard it was to narrow this down to five? It was insanely hard. Next episode, I will be finally going over the inheritance games, which I am stoked to review for all of you. Before we dive into my top five, I do want to quickly go over the rest of my 2023 reads. I did an episode on it like a few months ago, and I've obviously read books since then, so I just wanted to go over what those were, which I think you've heard about a lot of these already. Um, There's just 10 more, the first being The Naturals, 4.5 out of 5, the second book in the series, Killer Instincts, 4.5 out of 5, the third book in the series, All In, 4.5 out of 5. The fourth book in the series, Bad Blood, four out of five. And then the novella, which is like a time jump, which is technically like the fifth and final book in the series, um, 12, four out of five. After that, we have Iron Flame. I think I originally rated this a four out of five, but honestly, the more I think about Iron Flame, the less I like it. I think I would give it like a three, 3.5 out of five. You might hate me for that. Actually, I feel like our episode on it really gave that away. I think I discovered it in the episode with Stephanie, but ultimately, I don't think that book was very good. Sorry. Um, My seventh book is Do Not Disturb. That was a Frieda McFadden. I gave that a 4.5 out of 5. That one was surprisingly good. I liked it a lot. Next was Wildfire. I gave that a 4 out of 5. It's like the second book in the Icebreaker. It's like Maple Hills series, so I think it's always going to take two people from the friend group like I think Henry is next maybe he like meets a girl in the third book it's not out yet but I actually really liked Wildfire I thought it was really really good obviously it's smut I'm not a big smut reader so my opinion might not have too much weight to it and I'm okay with that but I personally enjoyed it number nine was The Haunting this is like a Natasha Boone book I think she has like a couple um one of these others is hers as well. The next one, I, The Haunting is a 3.5 out of 5. And then my 10th is The Fear, a 3 out of 5. While these don't have the best ratings, I listened to both. And they were just like good, you know, not great, just good thrillers to listen to. And I enjoyed them. One thing that she does too is she doesn't do like happy endings. They are, um, they leave you like on a twist where you're like, wait, what? And then you get nothing more. And I kind of like that she does that. Um, like I said, they're not anything great, but I just needed some good, you know, thriller, murder, mystery type things. And then, so that puts me at 49 books and my 50th book, which I'm still reading right now will be Ruthless Vows, the second book to Divine Rivals. Oh my gosh, I'm already loving it. I'm only like 10% of the way in and more has happened in that 10% than in the whole entire book of Iron Flame. Okay. It is just stuff is happening. I love it. The recap wasn't too much. I feel like sometimes it's like chapters of recap when you get to the second book. That has not happened so far. It's just been like right back into it. A clear understanding of, is it Enva and Dacre? And it's just so good so far. And just Iris and Roman. I love them. And Addie and Marisol. It's just the best. I've been waiting for this book for so long. 
and I've had the busiest day today ever. So I haven't been able to jump back into it, but I bought the Kindle. I bought the physical book and I also, I got a bunch of audible credits for Christmas and I even used an audible credit so I can like listen to it while I'm driving because I do have like very busy days ahead of me these like this next week and a half. So I was like, you won't be able to sit down and read this all the time. So if you need to listen, you can. So I'm really excited about that. I usually go anywhere between like 50 and 60 books on the year. So my normal for me, sometimes it's more, sometimes it's less. I don't hold myself to like a standard number and don't feel good if I don't hit a number. What I read is what I read and I'm just happy with the books I do get to read. So without further ado, Let's go ahead and let's dive into my top five reads of 2023. Okay, the order I'm doing this is my fifth best book, my fourth, my third, my second, and then my overall best book. So I think my fifth is going to surprise a lot of people, but I feel good about this one. My fifth favorite book of the year is The Only One Left by Riley Sager. I think the setting had a lot to do with this. I was on vacation in July in Turks and Caicos sitting by the pool, reading a murder mystery. I had chips and salsa, a great Diet Coke, and I was just living my best life while reading this book. And I think the overall vibes of where I was at definitely <laughs> helped this rating, but it was good. Riley Sager is always good. The last time I lied, I think is like my favorite Riley Sager book. That one just does not get the hype it deserves. The twist is insane. But this one was pretty cool too. And there was a happy ending, which was, I don't know, it made my heart feel good. And the twist, I wasn't even thinking about the person the whole entire book. But then when it was revealed, I was like, wait, this makes perfect sense. And it's not like the biggest dupe of all time. Like if I had maybe played detective while reading it, which sometimes I do with books, I usually can figure it out, but I kind of stopped doing that the past year and a half, two years, like stop trying to solve it. Just read the book and let yourself be surprised and it's way more fun. But then sometimes my type A comes out and I'm like literally writing notes and trying to solve it. It is satisfying when you get it though. It's even more satisfying. And I've said this before, when you think you're so sure and then you were totally wrong, that's even better, honestly. And that's when like playing detective does pay off is when you're wrong and then you get to be like even more stunned. That's really fun. But I thought the only one left was really good. I thought there was going to be like kind of a love story with the, he's kind of like the groundskeeper, if you will. I thought there'd be more there. Spoiler for like 30 seconds for, the hasn't, for those who haven't listened to it or read it. The granddaughter spin, that was pretty good. I liked that. That was very cute. The whole switching places though, that really stresses me out to think about what her life was like that whole entire time. I just can't think about that too much. But ultimately, I think the book was pretty good. Okay, my fourth best read of the year was Better Than the Movies by, is it Lynn Painter? Yes, Lynn Painter. You guys, Liz and Wes, I love them so much. I'm pretty sure there's another book coming out. Maybe it's already come out. But it was, I've said it before, kind of some 10 things they hate about you vibes. It was so sweet. Liz was such a freaking dork in the best way, and I loved it so much. And Wes was just like your typical super hot boy next door cool almost like too cool but like doesn't actually say that because he's just that cool 
And I just think they were so cute and sweet. And the fact that he had been in love with her that whole entire time, it's just, it just feels good. It's a good rom-com. It's not like a heart-wrenching one. There's like a moment of sadness, but then it comes back fairly quickly. And it's just so dang sweet. I cast Sadie Sink as Liz and I cast Felix Millard from Jenny and Georgia as Wes. And I stand by that. Everyone casts Belly for her. And I'm like, I'm sorry, did we read the same book? It's a redhead. It's not Belly. It like honestly upsets me when I see it. And usually I don't care about that kind of stuff. But it's just such a miscast from the internet that I absolutely hate it. Like, no offense, but the summer I turned pretty, it's just not that great, okay? There is some bad acting in that show. And if Better Than the Movies becomes a show or movie and someone like any of them are cast for this and butcher this movie, I will never, ever forgive whoever is in charge of that. Like, I went and saw Anyone But You this last week with Glenn Powell and Sydney Sweeney. And it's like, thank you for just casting people that know how to act. And I got to, like, actually feel like I was watching a real-life romance. I feel like when you're watching The Summer I Turned Pretty, you're just thinking about the fact that they're acting the whole entire time. Yeah. I'm just going to stop rambling on about this. I have obviously some very passionate thoughts about this that are not that important. But Better Than the Movies was for sure the best, like, romantic kind of, like, comedy. Because it was a really funny book that I read this year for sure. Okay. My third best book of the year was The Hotel Nantucket by, is it Aline Hildebrand? Man, she's good. She is so good. I loved that book so much and I kind of picked it out of obscurity because I was like, for the podcast, I need to pick some books I wouldn't normally pick, aka Better Than the Movies and Hotel Nantucket. Those were just two random ones that I plucked out of obscurity and ended up absolutely loving. The Hotel Nantucket had so many characters and you would think that's going to get messy real quick. And honestly, keeping track of everyone was not hard at all. Like I was so impressed by like, it gave you enough of each character, not too long, like in each chapter to remember them and have like significance about what they just did. So you're not like getting everyone mixed up. And then the ghost. Okay. Cutest thing in my life. Are you kidding me? Every time I was in that ghost perspective, I was just giggling. At the very end, if you've read it, you know the moment when she's like, I don't think I am done yet. I was like, yes. Okay. I'm so happy because that home became her home again. And it was just so beautiful. And then when it's revealed who like the hotel blogger is, that was very satisfying. Honestly, was on my radar at the very beginning and then I forgot about it. So it's like, didn't even matter that I had thought because I was stunned. I was like, no freaking way. And I just thought it was such a great book and there was like some love in it, but it really wasn't about the like hotel manager's love story. I was just as invested in everyone else. And I just loved that book. I have not read too much by her. I need to dive in. I think the five star weekend is on my Kindle right now. So I need to read that. But overall, man, such a good book. All right. My second favorite, best, whatever I'm saying at this point, book of the year was The Naturals. I know that might be weird because technically it's a series. So I'm kind of like judging or creating this based off the series itself. But I said this before in a podcast, this series got me through a really, really hard time in my life. It let me escape 
the grief that I was experiencing and I got to dive into this basically YA criminal mind story and I feel like I said it before I feel like this series was written for me I was so invested couldn't put it down the day I had my DNC I sat in my bed and I read this whole entire book and I didn't think about my miscarriage for probably the six hours that I was sitting there reading. Like I fully escaped. And when a book can provide that for you, you will always be grateful and also just have a connection with that story so much. And like I said, it's YA. So while it's like dark material, it didn't get too dark. It was more just about the psychology and the fact that they were naturals at whatever it was, like statistics and behavioral analysis. And it was just like I said, I'm like, did someone write this book for me? This is everything that I'm interested in in life. I mean, Criminal Minds is like my comfort show. I could watch it while falling asleep, which maybe I should go to therapy for that. I don't know. Um, but also Bob's Burgers. So I I have layers, okay? Bob's Burgers is also my other comfort show, which it's like, you're a 29-year-old woman who watches a cartoon for fun. And yeah, I never thought I'd say that because for so long, I thought Bob's Burgers was like, I don't know, like the family guy of the Simpsons, but it's not. It's actually like pretty much a family-friendly show. Like it's really good, especially when it gets acquired by Fox in season three. That's when like it gets really good. The first two seasons are just okay. But anyways, I'm going off on a tangent about shows now, but The Naturals is dang good and very creative. And that's why I'm doing the Inheritance Games next because Jennifer Barnes, Jennifer Lynn Barnes, can't remember whoever the author is, I think that's her name. She is a great writer. So dang good. And I will read whatever she writes until the end of time now. Okay. My number one book of the year. I'm going to give you like a five second pause to guess what it's going to be. So I'm just going to be quiet for like five seconds. Okay. If you guessed Divine Rivals, you are so right. How could any other book be better than Divine Rivals? You're probably thinking, wow, we just got to the first book and you didn't even mention Fourth Wing or Iron Flame because they were not my top five of the year. I freaking loved Fourth Wing. But now that I read the second one, I don't really think about it. I don't care about it. At the end of the year, these are the five books that I think about all the time. And Divine Rivals is one of the best books I have ever, ever read. Okay, this book blew me out of the water. And once again, it's a book that I didn't think I would really love all that much because it's not a murder mystery. And I was wrong. I literally only have one murder mystery. Well, Naturals kind of is, I guess two on this list. And I would say last year, 95% of what I read was murder mystery. So this podcast has really helped me spread my wings and dive into some other books. But Divine Rivals, without a doubt, is the best book I read. Like no competition whatsoever. It is so unique. I've always liked Greek mythology, but I don't want books that are like too heavy where I get like confused and there's all these like players and I I don't know all the gods' names and their powers and I can just like get confused very easily. Really there's like two big gods in this whole entire series you really have to worry about. It's not too complicated. It has like a subtle feel of Narnia, which has nothing to do, but it's like the world they live in. I just like Lucy, all those like siblings, like that look and style is also like the setting we're in. 
So it kind of feels around that time, but it's a completely different world. I kind of just gives off that vibe. I can't really explain it, but I get some sort of Narnia vibes with, with Greek mythology and just an amazing love story. And Iris, I feel like sometimes we watch a movie or a show and there's just an opinionated main girl character who just is selfish and thinks she's funny all the time. But Iris like knows when to speak up at the right moments and when she does what she says is so powerful and she is witty and she is so well spoken and I just haven't had like a main character like that in so long I mean coming from directly from Violet Soringale back to Iris they could not be more different and Iris is just one of the best characters and then Roman Kit just what a sweetheart he just loves Iris so much and I absolutely love it love it love it book two is like already breaking my heart a bit because if you read the first one you know how it ends and it picks right up right up from like i think it's there's a two-week gap and that's it and they jump right back into everything that's happened and it just i it's the most unique beautiful book i told my sister-in-law and my sister i'm like i know you have other books that you need to read but this one is your main priority like it's just that good so number one easily divine rivals i'm gonna pull up my instagram real quick for those who don't know my like instagram for my podcast is um over.booked but then i also have a instagram called thrill book club that i started in like 2020 where i just post my reviews of my books they're not all thrill um, related, but I just like post them on there. So other books that I think were worth the read, um, Delta County by J.L. Hyde. My friend Megan recommended this to me and so grateful she did. That was so good. The Beach Read by Emily Henry was also really fun. Loved that. Also, All the Dangerous Things by Stacey Willingham. Whew, that one, that one was pretty good. Killers of a Certain Age by Deanna Rayborn. I reviewed that one on the podcast. Loved it. Same with actually um, Beach Read as well. Never Lie by Frieda McFadden. So good. And Ward D. Loved those two. Woman in the Library. That one I don't see a lot about. It's Solari Gentil. I don't know how to pronounce their name. That was a pretty good one. What I do love about when I post on Thrill Book Club is you always like, if it's a good review, I always tag the author and she responded to my review saying thank you. And I think I think it's so nice that they go on and, you know, thank you for the review. Okay, another good one was The Maid's Diary by Loreth Ann. That one was pretty good. And The Last to Vanish by Megan Miranda. I love Megan Miranda. She her last book I actually didn't love. <laughs> I've loved all her other books though, including this one. It took place on um off of like an Appalachian trail and she's basically like a and b kind of like host tour guide people are going missing that one was honestly so so great also this was the year of the housemaid why does that feel so long ago like I read that book in 2023 I posted my review in February that's insane um that and you know the sequel were both great what else do I want to oh the maidens Okay, Silent Patient, good. The Maidens, I think I might have liked that even more. Um, Cultish, that is a nonfiction book. It's just like the language and like understanding of what cults are. And it's just really interesting. It's actually a good listen as well. 
Um, hidden pictures. Oh, I'm going back into next year now or last year. Okay. Well, I'm going to end there on hidden pictures. That one's kind of an older one, but a really good book as well. But yeah. Okay. Those are all of my top five best books of 2023. I'm really afraid that I'm going to be like sitting on my couch two days from now being like, I can't believe I forgot about this book, but I'm pretty detailed and I've gone through my list and I with what the knowledge I do have, these are the best five books of 2023 for me. Uh, I'm going to post my yearly recap of my books on Over.Booked Podcast over on my Instagram and my ratings of them. So in case you not to like want to pull inspo or go to your next read, you can always go to my Thrill Book Club. I post everything on there. Um, but putting this together was actually really fun. And it's so fun to reflect on your reads for the year and to go back on ones you've forgotten about. Like my very first book of this year, you guys, was His and Hers by is it Alice Feeney. And um, I didn't finish it. Yeah, I didn't like it. The vibes were dark. It wasn't good for my mental health, I don't think. And I guessed it. So I was like, wait, I'm halfway through the book and I already know who the killer is. And I just looked it up online and verified. So I felt good about not finishing it. But I didn't even have a great start to my 2023 reads, but I would say this is like my best reading year. Like I've had the funnest time with these books. And like I said, this podcast has really helped me dive into genres I would have never explored. And because of it, it has given me just like the best reading year ever. My husband and I were driving to my mom's house on Christmas and there's a certain like really big hill going up to her house. And last Christmas driving up that hill, I told my husband, I think I want to start a podcast about books. And it's just crazy to think that like I had this idea a year ago. This will be like my 29th episode. 25 of them have been book reviews themselves. Like I have reviewed so many books this year and it's just been so much fun. I'm obviously a very small podcast and like I might not be for everyone, but for those who do listen, thank you so much. I truly appreciate it. I've had the best freaking year. My guests who have come on, which is just Stephanie and Mackenzie, they've been so much fun and so patient while I figured this all out. And I've just had the absolute best time uh, creating and recording this podcast for all of you. So thank you for all those who do listen. That is, that's all for today. Quick reminder that my next episode will be the Inheritance Games. Uh, Thank you for listening and I will catch you all next Thursday.